I've been a customer of Retro Supply for years. They make vintage faster and easier with their amazing range of retro resources from Photoshop, Illustrator, Procreate and Affinity. From brushes, textures, fonts and creative packs, I'll be amazed if you can't find something you'd use in a project or just for fun. There's bundle packs, special deals and even free stuff if you sign up to their newsletter. There's also a ton of tutorials and blogs to help you get creative. Go and check out Retro Supply today and you'll thank me later. For more details, visit the show notes. Going back in time now to start over again. Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glenn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hi, welcome to He Shoots, He Draws. Now, this week, I've got a very special guest, uh, someone who you probably expected to have been on a long time ago. And this was an interview recorded in October 2018. Now, it seems like a long time ago, but this episode was first put out on the Vector Genarians podcast that I co-host with Tony Harmer um, because it was very, very design orientated. But I think some of the content, uh, having listened back to it and a few of the things that Aaron and I spoke about, are quite relative to today. So I wanted to kind of release it on He Shoots, He Draws for our design audience to listen to. Uh, now, if you've listened to an Aaron Draplin episode before, you'll know Aaron, you'll know his backstory, you know who, who he's about. I wanted to make this interview a little bit different. So I was able to visit him in his home in Portland when I went to Adobe Max in October 2018. I stayed with him for a couple of days and one morning we got up and we sat in front of his bookshelf with a cup of coffee and a bagel and I wanted to talk to him about our love of design books and specifically his library. Now for those that have listened to podcasts with me before you'll know that I'm a big book fan. I've got a lot of graphic design books and a lot of the help of finding those books has come from looking at Aaron's bookshelf when I've seen interviews with him. Now I've actually started photographing all my books and putting them on an Instagram account so if you're a graphic designer and you want to see my book collection and you might find some treasures yourself like I did looking at Aaron's and other design bookshelves uh, you can go to Instagram I'll put it in the show notes but it's at Clayton Design Library and a lot of those books both Aaron and I share so I say we just sat down we had a good old chat about books and designers and design life and everything involved in that and uh, a couple of other little bits now, there's a couple of F-bombs in there. Um, I've taken a few out, but obviously, you know, this is Aaron. If you know Aaron, you know what he's like, and there are times where I just needed to leave them in. So, uh, obviously, don't listen near little ears around, but hope you enjoy it. I hope if you haven't discovered Aaron before that you uh, get to know who he is, and I'd strongly suggest checking his classes out on Skillshare, look at his content on YouTube, the documentaries with him. Um, he's always teaching at the big events. He's got some classes on the Adobe Max site from uh, previous years. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, uh, a great design friend, and a, an inspiration to a lot of designers uh, in these days. So um, hope you enjoy, and uh, I'll hand it over to uh, Mr. Aaron Draplin. Thank you. Right, welcome to a very special episode of He Shoots, He Draws. And I'm in a very special location today. I'm very privileged to be in the the library, the graphic design library that's inspired me to fill my office with books. The man that needs no introduction other than his name is Aaron Draplin. Oh, you dirty <laughs> bugger. Are you, are we allowed to swear in this You thing? can swear. Yeah. Okay, good. I, I won't let it happen again. Yes. Hi, Dave. Hello, mate. Thanks for coming. Um, uh, I've been practicing my Queen's English 
while, while Dave's been here in Portland. But yes, we are looking at my, my book wall. I'm not going to say who I am. I'm not going to tell you some stupid war story of you know, how hard I had growing up in Michigan. Or, <laughs> you know, oh, then you do this with the logo, and then you do that with the logo, and I'm a graphic designer, all that crap. Yeah. So I'm just going to assume yeah. you people know who people I know am. People know who you are. Maybe if you don't, go to fieldnotesbrand.com and buy some field notes. If you don't know who I am, go to draplin.com and buy oh, some shit. I'll do the plugs right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. But, um, uh, uh, Thanks. Yeah, I mean, wh- how do you want to do this? Yeah. So what? So what we wanted to do today, as Aaron said, is we've um, there's a lot of podcasts out there where you can find out a lot about Aaron. And if you're a designer, you would know you would know who Aaron is. What I wanted to do today is the first time I ever saw you was on a blog post called by MetaJive, and yeah, the and, the Benton, f- yeah. and there was a picture of you in front of your bookshelf, and all I remember thinking was, wow, you know, I read the interview. I love this guy's design, but it was like, oh, look at his books. I took yeah. a screenshot and I went in because I thought, you know, here's a guy who's very good at what he does, loves what he does, and has been inspired by the design that's gone before him. And I went through and I was looking at your books and I discovered artists I'd never really paid much attention to because of it. Yeah, I think that is a, you know, that is a time-tested way. It's no different if I'm looking at, you know, Jay Maskus's, uh guitar pedals. Yeah. You know, which... Like how he connects the little chord, and maybe it's not even him as much as it's his guitar tech or something. But his his feet are touching those pedals, and there's something special that's real. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Jay Mascus, so I'm taking notes. And and you know there was a I, uh, this thing on Amazon. I think it, uh, I can't remember the damn name, but it was something with uh, it wasn't as good as Huswit stuff. You know all yeah. the docu. You know, all the urbanized and Helveticas and you know, it wasn't as good, but it was this thing about Paula Shear. And it was okay, on Amazon that yeah. was called I mean, it's, it's Yeah, so tired. it was um I'm so full, we just went and ate a couple bagels. I'm so full. <laughs> Don't tell Lee, you know, with Dave here, you guys, just so you know, he becomes a decoy for my bad, nefarious ways because I use Dave to allow me to go get a bagel. So just so you guys full disclosure. I'm so full and tired and just warm and Amongst friends here, uh, but there was this thing with Paula Shear, and she's in this, you know, in Pentagram, and she's on this Amazon program, and um, I was looking over her shoulder that was in her books and her stuff, and I have to say, you know, I've been able to 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 meet Michael Beirut a handful of times, wow, okay, and he's so sweet, and and I'm a fan, so I'm all nervous and stuff, and then he was just the nicest guy, and. And then he's basically just a guy from Cleveland all of a sudden. Is that's he the cool. guy that's married to Louise Philly? No, no, no. That would be um, Stephen Heller. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's up and coming. Maybe one of these days he'll crack, crack he into like design. He might we'll like see. Um, but Beirut was super nice, and he's always said to me, "Hey, if you're ever in New York, hit me up, and we'll have you by Pentagram." You know, and it's like, oh, I'd love to come to Pentagram. But what I want to do is I want to smuggle a book in, yeah, and put it on Paula Shear's bookcase. Because I've seen her in a number of interviews, and she hasn't even touched the books on the wall. Yeah, you can see the cracks and the crims and the things and the stuff, and how the shit's leaning. I, I, I kind of recognize that lean, so I'm gonna go in there and in that little crotch, I'm gonna slam one of my books <laughs> on her wall one of these years. So that's that's coming. But I, I, I will say, you know, seeing her in that documentary thing, abstract, abstract. Yeah, yeah, so nice, nice piece of type and nice, nice, you know, uh, uh, series. 
um, you know, you look over their shoulder, you see these things, and you know, she's someone I look up to, and I'm 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 like a hyper. You know, I'm like hyper aware of that moment, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, the idea that you looking at mine, that is, makes me, you know, feel very like, um, like a weird little distinct honor because, you know, someone is, is p- elevating me to a polish year, at least for that moment, yeah. you know, and thanks. But I do it too. I mean, it's, it's very healthy, I think, to just say, wow, you know, what I'm in, what, I'm into what this guy's into. What, what's she into? Yeah. Okay. We do it with so, music. If Absolutely. You, if you've got an artist and you see a documentary yeah. about him and you're looking at the records they're listening yeah. to and, and we were talking this morning about Rolling Stones. That's and how you look I learn. I mean, how does anyone learn? How do, your, your older brother, you know, handed down to you a wealth of rock, sludge, um, um, attitude, yeah. um, you know, that is just there there's no there's no way it's invaluable you can't put a price tag on it it's just so awesome and it's like that's what big brothers do you know and big sister i mean anyone for that matter yeah. so you know it's the same thing it's like i remember when i worked at chuck anderson's in minneapolis i looked on their walls and they had the same bullshit i have here which was old things i'll never get that copy and yeah. I know if they came here, they would see some of the goodies I've found. But what it did was it just struck this chord of awareness in me where it was like, ooh, I'm on now. Mm. I know what to look for. I kind of nerd out and know how to go look for it. And and that is something I, I will always carry with me. So when I go to a bookstore now, there's little tricks you can do. You know, Instead of just going to just the art and design section, you go to the architecture section. Yeah. You go to – you just have to look – Sometimes it's just one more little shelf over, and you'll see the architecture yeah. section, and they'll have awesome. They don't know where to put the typography. Exactly. They yeah. You know, the, the graphic design is graphic design, but where do you put, you know, some sweet, uh, 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 super graphics book? Yeah. Or something. Um, well, is that design or is that architecture? It's both, but they don't really know, and then they get confused, and then they'll just go on a miscellaneous. So there's, you know. I love the randomness of being in some, you know, I was in Topeka, Kansas you know, mm. two weeks ago and went to a, a downtown bookstore thing and just quickly in, scan the stuff, nothing, and out. Yeah. Two minutes. Yeah. And I don't need to go through, like, whatever's coming out this month, you know, next issue, you know, ne- next book, you know, next uh, uh, Goosebumps or yeah. Harry Potter, <laughs> you know, what's, what was that one you were going on? Daniel Steele. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. Okay. You know, I, I go in real quick and then go out. And every now and again, I'll find those two trademark books. Yeah. And you can see I've got a, you know I've got two sets of them up there, and and you'll find them for eleven bucks a piece every time I grab them. Yeah. But yet some pecker would because I put it on a video that Linda video. Now they're four hundred bucks on Amazon because they took their set and tried to like make money off it. That just kills me. But they're out there. You know, a lot of kids who bring them to my shows or to the events I get to go speak at or whatever, they bring them for me to sign. And it's like, I'm not Mr. Kuyama. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm not him. But no, 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 Drap, when we saw the video with you and that's how we got to this book. And it's like, you know, remember, those things are in tons of libraries. But a lot of the books that people bring me, they have the little, um, the little like uh, the decimal Dewey, whatever the hell in the end, because they stole it out of a library. Yeah. So. I've bought a few off. Um, so I, I, when I scan yours, 
and I found a bunch that I'd go on Amazon Marketplace. I, I've got quite a few that have come from libraries. Do yes. I discontinue books from libraries? And I know how does that work? They're and you, buying them, and I actually peel that plastic off and put it yeah, back to because yeah. sometimes it's it's just there's a lovely book underneath with a nice dust cover. A couple of years ago, I can't remember who the guy was. I went to someone's um, studio or. I've just been so lucky to go to so many spots. I can't remember all the shit now. It's it's getting weird, but it's like I went to someone's studio and they had like library cards inside their shit with a little thing, like a little glue-in little folder. Yeah. And the card slides down there and if someone actually uses your book, you know, which is, you know, like a bit of a point of contention. Like I was digging through some shit here, the other, you know, a month ago and I was like, where the fuck is my Chermayoff, you know, logo book? Yeah. I to think. I started to think, I started to think, fucking Nakamoto, that son of a bitch, my old, my old roommate, you know, yeah. old, old partner and older brother at my shop. I just called him up and was like, what the hell is my trim I got it here. I want it back. You know, it's like, <laughs> why do I, I, how many, here's the deal. If I yeah. look right now, what else is missing? Yeah. Anyway. It's not until that one day you think, hang on a minute. Where's my Lou Barling book? I had this. Yeah. And it's just gone. So there might be a couple of those floating around. Yeah. Or or there might be some that some other asshole, you know, I used it, <laughs> borrowed it from, and it just <laughs> made its way in here. But that's, you know, love's, what's it, all's fair in love and war. Exactly, And yeah. book, book shit. So. As, long as, it, as long as it exists somewhere, and it's been And just for the after. record, I'm smarter than David Nakamoto, and you can print that. And you. No. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So what we're going to do, the, part, the reason of this podcast, we said we're going we're gonna to go through Aaron's books. and he's You don't want me to go talk about my history for the 11,666 times? Let's you know just go through the, the, the okay. random okay. question. What's your favorite logo? No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you inspired by? You What's your favorite color? Smash yeah, You know, listen, you guys can't see this in the world, but I'm getting having, he's going to hit me in the face with the microphone just for fun. Okay. So this is more of a, which books, if you could take 10 books out of this bookshelf yeah. and give it to a young designer today and say, look, go and learn what this stuff does. Yeah. Just right. I mean, it's, I mean, as I reason. scan it, you know, it's like the one, you can see the ones I've played with. You can see the, first of all, you can see the ones there's like wear and tear. You can see the ones that kind of just become decoration. Yeah. And that makes me feel bad because, you know, I don't know if I would. I mean, I love Shepherd Fairy Sure, but I don't know if I would recommend the Obey book. It's just kind of like you already know it all. You know, it's like so, like such a big part of our like just public awareness that we just we, you know and love that. It's guy a greatest hits album. I love that guy. I mean, I, I've yeah. never met him, but I, I I did buy the stickers even back in like I sent the S A S E you know stuff stuff stamp all of mm-hmm. all of thing. I sent that back in '91 or whatever, and he sent me stickers to wherever I was like a skateboarder. You yeah, know? so that goes way back. I have this weird allegiance to him that's like i knew about that shit way before you know it was on some hollywood like sign or something um but as i look through these books i mean definitely at the very very top saul bass and paul rand yes all of them any of them all of them just because as a logo designer that's really the first time i really felt the spark of like Wow, not only are these beautiful forms and like just really elegant and really smart and coy, but they're meant to work on such big things. It's so much bigger than what I know how to do. Yeah. And it's corporate <coughs> communication. And that, you know, the C word it gets weird, you know, corporate this and corporate that. But it's like, no, 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 no. You know, this is, 
it's foundation stuff, isn't it? it? This it's is just really beautiful work, and and it was beautiful in '67, and it's beautiful, you know, 40, 51 years later in 2018, yeah. or whatever. You know, it's like there's just lessons there. Yeah. So definitely right there. Um, if I had to go into this next tier, I mean, you can see where they, you know, obviously it goes Saul Bass, Paul Rand, Herb Lubalin, uh, 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 Lance Swan. Wyman. I mean, these are my favorites. Yeah. So. They, I, I can't go put the, the W into the Wyman into the W's because it's just going to be, you know, like, you know, it's just going to end up next to Eric Speakerman. And that <laughs> guy could die any minute. I've been a foot <laughs> away from him. Volatile German. You know, yeah. He could die. I always check his heart. But I don't <laughs> want him to be next to that, you know, that mean, you know, nasty little. Nah, he's sweet. He's sweet. He's old. That's why. But uh, Eric Speakerman, you know, it's it's. I have to have the Bass and the Rand and the Lubalin and just close. If you make the next jump into the next tier, mm. you're going to see Lou Dorfman, you know. See, I so don't know who that is. Oof, you just got to have the book. And it's, it's he, Lou Dorfman did all the CBS okay. design and yeah. things. And so, I mean, you just got to, you just, you just, it's just mandatory. Obviously, Muscle and Vignelli. And then you start getting into where it's like, you know, you, you, the Tibor Kalmans and, 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 uh, you know, FHK Henry and, uh, uh, Joseph Miller Brockman, Max Huber. But those things get become a little noisy, as in, like, I just, it is kind of like, the, there's a lot of color, there's a lot of stuff. But really, it's like, you know, like Glazier, he is a little, you know, I, I love his stuff, but it's a little more illustrative to me. Mm. And, you know, the Dylan and stuff, I love it. But, for like the hardcore, like beautiful moves, um, with type, it's Lubalin. It, the, the hardcore, you know, uh, just wit yeah. and movement and connections. Yeah, Rand, Bass, um, Wyman. But you know, to go even a little bit farther, you know, and to say, okay, you know, I, and now you know, here I am, scan the damn book wall um, to see where his little book was. This one, like you know, like this guy, uh, this this Cruz Novio, he is that book. I never even heard of the guy. I knew some of the logos, but that's one of my top tens now. Yeah. You know, I think um, because there's just a ton of beautiful moves, you know. And then I've got this one book from Burton Kramer, who is a like he is he's the he's the Saul Bass of Canadian graphic design. Okay, you know, and that's like the CN and just you know. It's so much stuff. And that's the thing. These guys, from, from when I've got the books and started learning about them, it's they, they weren't just the, they made an iconic logo. They made a whole system. They knew how this stuff was going to work oh, on a plane, train, automobile, and a magazine. And they just built these huge, and they owned it from it's start so to finish. It's deeper than, you know. So like that Burton Kramer book, it's a small, unassuming book, but it, it packs a giant punch. You know, so if you're, you guys are interested, it's. Uh, I remember being pissed that it was digital, mm. because. But you know what? It works. Um, I, I will say, you know, as you as you drop down a tier, you know, those manuals and the EPA, and I bought that Canadian Broadcasting, and I bought that New York City. Somewhere in there is the bicentennial. You know, a little case yeah, study. Little, yeah. And I've got a couple copies of that stuff. I have those, but I have to say, those oddly. I'm not as entranced by those. No. It's kind of one note sometimes, and it's just sort of like they're kind of expensive. And you know, I look at that one little you know cubicle here, and there's like a thousand bucks sitting there. It's a yeah. thousand <laughs> bucks sitting there. But frankly, you go to one cubicle next to it, 
and there's 11 bucks sitting there, but I'm playing with those more. Yeah. You know, there are these old logo books. So, okay, the heroes, obviously, top, we could go top 50, no problem. Yeah. You know, the heroes, you know, I didn't even get, you know, get a, you know, really go, you know, too deep into, you know, Odo Iker. But man, Odo Iker, you know, I don't even know if I'm even saying it right. Of course. I've got all my Dieter Rams books up there. You got you know, Max Huber. You know, so, so yeah, you know, Mr. Huber, you know, so there's something then about you know there's all these logo books, you know, and this Kuyama books, and uh, this guy by the name of Yasaburo Kuyama, late seventies, mid seventies, early seventies. These pictograms, symbols, I own a, t- I own them all. Yeah, you know? and they're hard to get. They're I got, hard to get. I think yeah. I got. Uh, I think I got that one. Yeah. The uh, trademark symbols too. Yeah. On Amazon Marketplace for about thirty dollars. Just lucky ass. one day, but I, I trade with people, you know. Like I'll, I'll do these things, and it's like, you know, it, it just pisses me off because, like, frankly, someone should redo them, and then they'll be. When I got my set, they were like ten bucks a piece because yeah. they just weren't cool, and yet they're just these, you know, these really impressive time capsules of such a cool era um yes that new that logo that tashin logo modernism it's just like it's too big to get yeah. in the book case. i've not even pulled that one yet but i you know what i gotta <laughs> tell you it's awesome but it's too big to play with it's like just such a thud like thud you can't put bring it around with you you can't put it in your backpack yeah. you can't take it on a plane it's just like this big gratuitous <laughs> thing so that, it's like that a bookshelf in a book pisses <laughs> me off you know i don't even really look at it and there's so many awesome things inside it so you know Yes, the hero books are great, but then the next tier for me would be really these logo books. But then beyond that, it's like the the eye to eye heroes, you know. And I have to mention House Industries. Yeah. I have to mention my entire section of you know, Charles Spencer Anderson stuff from you know Minneapolis. You know, I, you know, I within that little hero section, you're gonna find you know there's my Jay Ryan, my buddy, um, I'm getting to know Jay Ryan. You know, he is from Chicago and just a guy I've always been a fan of his bands and the Bird Machine. And he gave me his book. And then there's the Morning Breath book. Oh, and there's, that. yeah. Because you posted it on yeah, Instagram. I, I mean, those guys. That's like one of my favorite books. What I'll say about those guys is like, I don't know them all that well. And I know their work for a lot of years. And they are very. They were really, they're kind of tough looking. You know, when you meet them, they're like, yeah. San Francisco, one guy's San Francisco, one guy was New York. You're kind of scared to go meet them because they, they're going to eat me alive. <laughs> and they were super nice and super cool. And it made me love their work even more when I just realized they're, they're kind of, I get to be one of them and vice versa, you know. And they made a book. It's awesome. Get it. Buy it, you guys. Buy two copies. Throw one at, at a friend and then put the other one on your wall. You know, that Pearl Jam Ames Brothers. So, but see what I'm getting at is like that tier is like friends that I, I've been able to colleague. Yeah, maybe. you know who they are. You've got but that personal connection. How do you say that you're a colleague to like Art Chantry? You know, it's kind yeah. of a scary guy to meet. You know, a little bit. And, um, but so McFetrich and Mike Mills and obviously Coop. You know, when I met Coop, I wish I would have had my book so I would have made him sign it. You know, because I've been a fan of Coop all the way back. You know, to like the early '90s and. Um, so, yeah, there's like tiers here. There's tiers of just purely reference. There's stuff of he- heroic nature where I, obviously I'm looking at the favorite designers. There's sort of like categorical stuff where it's like I just want to learn about just form and logo. And then it goes to peers. And then past that, yeah, it is this like I don't need a thousand books with old tools. I need about seven. Hmm. And, I, and I've reached capacity in a lot of that stuff. You know, and 
it's weird, but I'll be really honest and say a lot of the stuff, it is decoration. Yeah, I'd know? say, I it's mean, mine's like 300. <sighs> mine's two-thirds of what you've got. And I feel a little bad about that because I haven't cracked open. Why haven't I cracked open that? Whataburger. You ever been to Whataburger in Texas? I haven't, but the I looked at that not one yesterday. Yet. The answer is not yet. Not you yet. Go down, you had a boy. You go down there, you get a big, giant, stupid Whataburger, but it's just this, 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 this tallest guy, my buddy down there, he gave me a Whataburger book. He worked for this McGarry Jesse thing um, in, um, in uh, uh, Austin. He gave me the book. Like I look at that thing. It's really well done, yeah. you know? Um, so I have to make rules. Like I haven't cracked that Mike Perry, you know, that Mike Perry hand job open in a long, long time. But I loved it because he went to my school, uh, and you know, I'm a little older. But it's like, damn, I'm not getting rid of that. That was a cool time, and, and like he did it, and like, the thing was super thick. So, you know, I, 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 even though I haven't cracked something open in a while, I'm still. Like always, like you know, I'm not letting it go, you know. But I will say, about once a year, I really have to scan this stuff and say, you know what, I haven't, I have, I'm not even interested in this stuff anymore. Yeah. Or that is something someone maybe gave me. I'm just not gonna get anything from it, and I have to let it go back because I want to make room. Because every year, as you can see, you know where I'm sitting, you're, you're looking at me at my little uh, flat file. Uh, my my legs are hitting. <laughs> There's a beat to that. It's nice acoustics to it. So th this is me leaning up against, you know, my gorilla body up against this big flat file. But I have three books here that I, you know, well, I have to make room for. Which one is this brutal world, which is about brutalist architecture. Yeah. And it's that new identity, Chermayoff and Geismar and Haviv um, book. And then my very, very favorite book of the year, the Sainsbury book. But I don't even like talking about that. I don't like talking about it because I don't want people to go ape that shit and suddenly become a bunch of little... In fact, that said, you know, there's this awesome book here uh, called Junk Type that I think you guys just... It might not be in my top ten, but you have to ha have it. You guys, I met the guy, sweet guy. You met him. Yeah, Bill Rose. We interviewed him a couple Sw of Minneapolis guy. Ago. Yeah. Go buy that, you people. Buy three of them. Give one to the next-door neighbor. Take one of them. Throw it as high in the air as you can possibly <laughs> go above you. And then look up at the sky. And right when that thing hits you in the face, that gives you a reason to go lay up in your bed and then read the third book. Okay? That's <laughs> good thinking. Jeez, I'm just, these are just tactics, strategies for success. Some of my favorite things in here, and I don't know how to really like tell people to go buy this stuff, but it's like, I have these salesman sample books, which are really hard to come by, mm. like matches and uh, 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 little graphics that go on the sides of them. Um, and those are purely reference. It's like I, I'm not even necessarily even interested in them. I'm just interested in like the 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 the, the, the sort of quaint. I like innocence. the craftsmanship of oh, this yeah. stuff was made. Like just the innocence say, of this like stuff was made a long pre-computer. They had to make these things, and the, a lot of the things yeah. you pick up is. Just that tiny little icon yeah, does I, its job every just like single the, time. The, the, I, don't know how to, I don't know what the word is. It's like the spare quality of just letting it do its job. Yeah. It's just a phone number. Just yeah. Bam. Like I just, we don't even know how to do that now. It has to come with an at symbol and your Instagram and your Facebook yeah. and just all this other bullshit. And it's like there used to be a time where it would just say Dave Clayton and your address. 
yeah. awesome. You know, so a lot of those things are really reminders of me of like how to spare things back and 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 assume that the audience will get to me. They'll get to me absolutely. Mm. It's more that like we're all so worried that we're, if you don't show every little fold and flap of your, you know, all these things that were pushed on us, they're going to get to it. They're going to get to it a minute later, you know. So those are reminder things. Yeah. It's just reminders, you know, you know reference reminders. And these people who, who design this stuff, like the matchbook labels, the junk type, when you look at these things, those guys never, ever thought in a million years that the, someone would collect all this and put it in a book. Yeah. You know, the fact that someone thought, Let's, why don't we make a design for a matchbook? that people just remember them and then people collect them and and it's just these beautiful little two color Ugh. one two color pieces of artwork. Well they're gone forever. They're really I mean they're flimsy and fragile. Yeah. And, like just and we really don't know who they are. We don't know the people yeah. who designed them, but like a lot of that shit that you, you when you when you actually play with one of those up close, I've got a little drawer full of them. They really feel like if like water hit the paper, it would just turn into like toilet paper. Yeah. It's like it's like just instantly just By the way, my dad used to always say, you know, it's going to be a long winter. And things are a little tight around the house, and I'm just gonna make a new policy from here on out. Children, from here on out, we're using both sides of the toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Moving right along, I'm gonna pick a book out of yours. Go for it. Hatch, hatch, show print. Yeah, it's easier yeah. to read than say. Hatch, show print. Yeah, that was a good book. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I think of that, like all these things, every, 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 every book here, you could, you could. You know, pull out and kind of like have me. Why? Why do you have that? I could go for an hour. You know, and, and the you know the hatch just is this. There's a historical connection. Yeah. You are, you are like right up against it. There's these emotional little like kind of triggery things where you're like, I like Johnny Cash, and yet those forms that made the Johnny Cash poster, not only were they around in let's just say 1950 when they were making that poster yeah. for Johnny Cash. But they were also around in 1862 or something. And just all these connections to history and barbaric things. Like, did those hatch things make terrible things for the South, too? <laughs> you know, there's, like, all this, like, all this, like, conflict. You know, not only that it's old and interesting and beautifully worn and perfectly, perfectly, perfectly authentic. Or, um, you know, there's, like, some terror inside yeah. some of that shit. That's what I always feel when I look at like these like CCCP, DDR, yeah. um, you know, ha ha ha, constructivist, ru- until your buddy, my buddy Andy, who's a big, tall Lithuanian guy, saw me posting some old, you know, Russian bullshit mm. way before you guys ever heard about me. This is what, 2003? And left a comment on my website like, hey, just so you know, I, I see what you're doing. You're celebrating these forms. But to my family, that stuff means oppression. Yeah. That stuff means, you know, genocide. Yeah. And I, I will never look at that stuff the same because that is real. That's real. And when you celebrate that stuff and you just simply ape it for your Halloween party, are you condoning these hor- Horrific, oppressive regimes and ideologies, and you know, like you know, I mean, straight up, communism just didn't work. Yeah. It's like the Che Guevara thing. All these kids yeah, used to wear the Che like Guevara the, the T-shirt, know. but they never, never needed. Until history. you actually see, like you know, that maybe someone's family got fucked 
focus by those guys. I mean, there's just no way to really like yeah. parse that stuff. But you have to be careful what you celebrate, and you have to be careful, you know, how you articulate why you're looking at these things. Mm. You know, people come after me, these grad students, and un- and frankly, unfairly, will say, "Well, he looks at the past, and therefore, like, is he co- is he like? Why would you even pose that question? Is he condoning?" You know these horrific acts of the past. Do you have you never listened to me? Or maybe yeah. I haven't. Maybe I haven't. But why would you even make that assumption? Yeah. That like, I want to go back and suddenly I'm into like some gnarly white guy. You know, like 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 bullshit oppressive politics. No fucking way. You don't know anything about it, yeah. obviously. Or you didn't make the right assumption that like I'm a child of like kind of hippie mom and, of mom and dad, and also a child of a progressive blue. You know, uh, a way of thinking and voting and 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 accepting and tolerating all sorts of different kinds. Of, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I just want to be a good person, but that's really hard when it's like they look at something and they go, "Wow, look at that big war section." Yeah, you a warmonger, or wow, you're looking at all these old, you know, African American uh, 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 artifacts or something. Like, man, I don't want to go back to 1950. No. My buddies can do the same thing. I say that every one of my shows because one kid who frankly, frankly, is just a mess. When you really start to look at what he's all about, he's scattered and he's a mess and he's angry. He left some nasty stuff. And then, you know, people came back after him and, and like really reamed it. And then he becomes a victim. But you have to be compassionate because his family, you know, was messed with. And then that's part of his DNA to be reactionary like that. I get it. I need to be compassionate of that and understand my privilege. Yeah. Understand, you know, what I'm so lucky to have just because of like whatever. But it hurts because it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. If you saw my nature the right way, I'm on his side mm. my entire life. Yeah. So, you know, there's stuff in this on this wall. You know, like the first time I ever walked into a buddy's house. I was about 20 years old. I was coming back from the West, 22 years old. I was driving back from the West. And this is in Indiana. And my, I was seeing my friend who grew up in kind of northern Indiana. And he would come up to where I lived in Michigan. And he spent his high school up there. Yeah. So he was up in northern Michigan, five hours away. We're back down. I'm meeting him for dinner, you know, somewhere in Indiana. And we go to his dad's house. You go to his dad's house. And you walk in. And there's a mountain of Nazi memorabilia. Wow. Now, what does that shit mean? You know, his bookcase, in essence, yeah, his hallowed goodies, his cherished stuff. Like my dad, my dad had like old, cool Mickey Mouse shit. That was his in inside his oak cabinet. Yeah, and this guy, he had these like daggers and helmets and medals and little hand guides, and it's all you know. Armbands, like it's just evil. Just that comes with a ton of weight behind oh it. Oh my god! It? Well, right, you know, and it's just like in that moment, I was like, ah, oh, I wish that kid who's challenged me on this shit would see my horror, and that, like, you know, and why I love my buddies because he was like, I don't know what the hell my dad's thinking with this shit. It's yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, if you want to use the restroom, you got to walk past all that shit. You know, that was kind yeah, of what yeah. it was, and. You know, I was just there for an afternoon to, you know, pick up my friend. But, you know, it's like I don't ever feel that when you walk in and walk up to my books. You know, people, in fact, they don't even really comment on them. Design nerds like you, yeah. like me, oh, we, we go digging. 
for a lot of people, it's just noise, you know? So are the records. It's just kind of like, eh, wow, you got a lot of records. <laughs> Those 12 inches, you know, like just. Yeah. And it's funny because. Um, taught you I'll, how to live. I'll take a photo of this if that's okay with you when we're yeah. done. But you've got like a wall of records, which is artwork in itself. Yeah. Which is an art form in itself. And then obviously the design books. And I've got a couple of music. I think you've got uh, album covers one and they're yeah. they're just the little ones that you go along to a bookstore yeah. and you think all right yeah the blue note one yeah um or uh, the the hu- top 500 singles of the 70s or something just like you say for reference just sometimes to get out and you might just see one little thing a font or two colors or something yeah. and the book has done its job yeah because if you go off and create a poster or something that's you know makes the money it's paid for the book it's been yeah. worth owning it well i mean the uh, what's neat about how like what is even the word? Is it just categories or categorizing or, or alphabetizing or some sort of? But it's neat to see how these guys sort of police themselves, and organize themselves after a while, you know. And as I'm looking here, there's a cubicle for space. There's a cubicle for sort of futuristic endeavor. Mm. There's a cubicle for roadside Americana. Yeah. There could be its own cubicle for a positive roadside Americana, and its own cubicle. For a problematic roadside, of, you know, which talks about urban blight and you know architecture and weird forms and you know um, people that have been fucked with and then what it looks like when they react, you know, folk art and stuff. It's like there's a there's a, there's there's a couple flips to that coin within that, and that's one thing that like I really have no to do back here is really do a deep dive and go, all right, I'm really gonna let <coughs> you know. There, well, but it's starting to happen. Oh, skateboarding and shit, that's right there. Yeah. But I'm noticing that Victoria book up there, yeah. which, you know, I'm a label mate with him. You know, that needs to go down kind of into the hero zone. I, I, I mean, I think it should, you know, and it's like, wait, well, 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 you know. But wait, does the Roger Corman King of the Bee movie, where does that go? Well, that should be with the movies. So I really need to, like, you know, kind of drop some plans here and be like, all right. Photography, bam. Yeah. You know, illustration, Bam. But God, do I want that Emery Douglas Black Panthers right in there, right next to Tibor Kelman, you know? But uh, the, where's the Wayne White go then? You know you know what I mean? It's like, so you just start going through this. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to make some decisions. Yeah. And then now that I'm looking, it's like, well, there's a big pile of reference right here. And there's a, why is that one kitty corner up there? So I got to figure it out. So. And you've got the same problem or as maybe me. maybe I won't. All of your cubicles are pretty much filled. Yeah. So I've, I've sort of right. set myself a challenge that at the end of at the end of a year, I've got to lose a cubicle. I've got to use a absolutely for new books. Like let it breathe. It's like it's breathing. Like it's, breathing. Yeah. it's breathing in. It's breathing out. It's letting stuff go. It's there's some things that I've been gifted. I've looked at one time. Or you look along the bottom here. There's all these industrial manuals. Am I a bad person if I was just to go through that, take the whole cubicle, go through those books, and exacto out 10 pages of each, put them into a three-ring binder, and you basically get the essence of that whole cubicle? No. (laughs) It was trash anyway. You know, but then it's kind of, you know, it's not going to be rare anymore. It's not going to be this anymore. But if I'm not even playing with it, why even have it? Mm. There's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that. And, you know, like I've got a ton of these typeface manuals and books and catalogs and stuff, these big linotype books. I know there's value, but 
Dave, I haven't cracked them open in 10 years, yeah. 5, 20 years. Like I got them because they were cool because I knew they meant something to this trade, mm. but I'm not even looking at them. And that that does mess with me. That does um, freak me out because, yes, they're cool to have, but frankly, all I really want is I want the closest version of Futura just to see how they used it in that big old linotype book. Yeah. Maybe all I need to do is scan the page in. And yeah. let that thing go back out into the world and get some of this money back. Because I know I paid for that one big red linotype. That was 150 bucks. Wow. So that's the real deal. But if you're not touching it. Yeah, you're you know, just owning it. And then know. is it is it an investment? So one of the books you've got up there, the Futura one, which came out this year, which yeah. is on Lawrence King, is yeah. that's one thick book for for a font. Yeah. Well, which I is mean, a classic one, but... It's there's, there's so many layers to it and shit. It's it's really detailed, and you know that's just like, like I'll have that the rest of my life. My buddy Riley Cran was out here. He's a punk kid that I know from Tennessee, and now he's got a job at Target. And just a really smart designer and just a good kid and really excited about design. And he gave me that. Like I'll mm. have that the rest of my days. I mean, yeah. obviously, I mean I like that book. It's a it's it's a beautiful look at you know the sort of cultural impact of some of the the faces and. And then obviously the history of it and stuff, you know. But it's like I'll have that one. I'll have it forever. It's there, you know. The, you know, it's like maybe we should say, God, what's some books that I could just throw away right now? And I think if I really had to throw one away right now, a real turd, a real waste <laughs> of space. Let's see here. That would be that two thousand page. Kid Rock anthology. You see it, and I'm lying. Like, like all the way at the top. Like, like, who could I just disparage right now? Like, you know, people are saying, like, how, first of all, how many listeners do you have? Wait, wait, is it more than 500? It's closer to 2,000. That's you know, 100. And, I think we're now 120 countries in the that's world. That's great, man. I didn't. So you know, no one tells me shit. No one tells me on nothing. Some island somewhere has no clue who we are. See, but they download let, it let me despair. Let me just for just for shits and giggles, let me find one here I can really throw them under the under the DDC orange van. Let's see here. Well, I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying. It's like because I, I you know I, I go through these things. Speakerman. Yeah. There. Hello, I'm Eric. I don't know why I mess with him. You know, I, 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 I'm a big fan, and I, I, I just he's I'm a Max as well, isn't he? God, they'll hire anyone if he is. Mm. I'll, I'll say that much. Uh, he, he is just a living legend, and when you meet him and you meet your heroes, and he's kind of like abrasive. That's like a very German thing or mm. something. And off color, you're just like, wow, you know, whatever. That's kind of the, a little bit of it, you know. And and then you know, I was like, oh, I want him to sign my book because I'm just a big old dumb fan, you know, whatever. There's a little bit of that, but you know, Speakerman. I'll see him around again and yell across the room, "Hey, Speakerman, quick call me. We're not hiring." No one yells it. And I walk up and go, "Hey, Speakerman, put your hand in your heart and see if you're still alive." <laughs> the doc called. You've been dead since April. And it's just because he's like an old guy. <laughs> he's in probably perfect health. He's like weekend health. at Bernie's now. He's, he's in always got well, two people. You know, I, he's in perfect around. health, and I'm going to die any minute because I have a bagel with my buddy Dave. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, th- what a privilege to have all this stuff in here. I can't even reach the top two. You got to get on the. You know, you got to stand on yeah. the thing. So a lot of that stuff that really is just decoration. That's know? the weird thing is, and I've done it as well. Is you own this many books. 
but really there's like the middle third is the stuff that you're drawn to and you've you've like instinctively put absolutely okay, i'm probably not gonna i mean like frankly the w- with the records over here i've been playing only like 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 d through g yeah because you know why that's this one right here yeah so yeah, I've been going in and out of the Flaming Lips and in and out of the John Fahey. And, but Aerosmith stuck right yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah, like I haven't even, you know, you guys know who Uncle Cracker is? Wow, look at all these records. I go, fellas, that Maroon Five is in the M's. <laughs> Uncle Cracker is down here in the bottom. You know, whatever. Just being a dick. There's no Maroon Five in this in this wall. But I, I will say, it's like, you know, the replacements. All the way up to those ZZ tops, mm. they're getting a real unfair shake. Yeah. All these T's along the bottom, I don't even use the letter T in my life anymore because I have to means I have to, I have to, to lean lo- down. I have to like <laughs> crouch down like an <laughs> asshole, and then you know with, with the bugs and the dirt and the and the, the little paramecium's and shit and the bacteria on the ground, I have to get down at that little on the muck to go dig out some torch record or some. You know, I don't know, some old, oh, I haven't even been playing with all these tads or old swerve drivers. There's an English band for you. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what to do about that because I was thinking it's like, you know, maybe there's just like a way to like to start to start like actually with a, a different critical sense, like to say, okay, all this shit's mixed in A to Z. Yeah. But frankly, I'm not playing with like, you know, like, the Willie Nelsons all that much. Yeah. But damn it, I can't get to the S's I want to get to down below it. So maybe there's a country genre that comes out of this now. Yeah. And then maybe there's like the goofy stuff. And what that does, that takes a, a one cubicle down, all the way down to that last cubicle. So instead of ending at ZZ Top, it ends at, you know, something. You know, yeah. hardcore. It ends at, Punky punk punk rock. Yeah. You know, whatever you want. The 50 greatest country songs I mean, of, son of a 1972. Bitch. You know, and then because I could weed them out of this stuff. And then it, you, 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 you bring it back up to that sweet spot to where you're really utilizing the A through Z. Yeah. Which is sort of a human zone to grab from. So, yeah, I've, I've really been thinking about that and I'll be all right. I mean, really, this is, you know, this is a study. And forcing myself to enjoy books and media yeah. again. Because I buy the record. I'm looking at the new Spiritualized here. And I bought the new Spiritualized record. I, I love Pharaoh Design out mm. of the UK. I just They're just beautiful, tasteful stuff. Beautiful, tasteful moves. And um, I love what they do for Spiritualized. Helvetica Bowl, just, per- just perfect. Mm. And it feels so fresh every time you see it. And yet, it's just Helvetica Bold. You know? Yeah. It's like if I did it, it just doesn't feel as like smart. So when these guys do it, I buy all of it. I play with it. I savor it. I look at it. I listen to it. And then it gets filed away into the S's. You know, and mm. it's like, hmm. I I want to enjoy that again. Yeah. On the, the thing that we're, you know, this big flat file we're sitting up against right now, like, I want this to be the place to where a record sit for a couple of weeks and I look at them and I play them and mm. I, 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 I enjoy them. But what happens, much like what you see against the back wall, things just parse into these like piles and they're logical, but 
if you're not even getting to the pile, why even have yeah, it? Yeah, why have you got you it? Know? So there's all this sort of con- sort of conflict that I kind of feel, or this sort of like unease of like, God, you know, what is the way to enjoy this? Yeah, what and is it's, the way a, to enjoy it's a generational thing as well because I know, you know, I'm 52, you're 43. We're of a generation where we like to own the thing that we love. Yeah. Whereas today, you know, it's it's this PDF, it's an ebook, it's an MP3, and I think it's quite sad that like album art and book art and the print, the whole process is. It's nice to see that it's coming back, but it's definitely well. Tonight we're going to see that Dieter Rams. Yeah. And Dieter Rams, you know, now I'm not going to say God bless him because right now let's just give God and Jesus a break. The universe forbid. You know that, like, you know, Dieter Rams actually has a stack of something on his on his mm. table, you know, because it's like that guy's all about having one thing. Yeah, and I love it. I can't wait to see that movie tonight with with Gary. It's gonna be. I'm honored to be able to go speak there because I don't know what the hell I'm gonna say. You know, I'm freaked out. But I don't want to be a Dieter Rams where I can't like just have piles of shit and play with things and just have mm. one thing. So one chair, one desk, one shoe, one everything. Yeah. You know, it just <laughs> turns into this shit where it's like it's just kind of weird. And the same thing is like, it just say Dieter only wants everything on an iPad, and it's like, I'll just say it, it just turns into a PDF on an iPad. Mm. Any of these books, like, frankly, you guys, whoever's listening, all you people, all nine hundred thousand of you, Radio Free Tora Bora, what's up, everybody? Listen, buy the Draplin Design Company book, buy it, buy it, buy it, but. Don't go get don't go get the ebook. No, it no, just no. doesn't feel as good. It just doesn't read the same. It doesn't. It's all gl- kind of glitchy. I mean, I know I'm kind of saying some bad stuff about Abrams, but whoever did it just didn't do all that good of a job. It could have been produced in a way where it was like done through InDesign's whatever the hell yeah. feature you know. It could have been done, but that means you have to actually think and do it and current and track and code and yeah. shit. I'm just bummed because some of the worst reviews that book's gotten, it's not about like what I wrote or something. I mean, there's been a couple people that don't like it and they can go to hell, <laughs> but it's more like people are pissed that like it was a really poor version yeah. of that thing. So let's just say today you were to say, you know what? Let's be realistic. You really only listen to these records, what, a couple times a week for a couple hours a time? Okay. Yep. 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 I really enjoy it though. But, 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 but we're going to put it all on an iPad. Mm-hmm. And we put all these books on the iPad, and really, what do I gain back? One more foot times eight more yeah. feet times one more foot times thirteen feet, man. Yeah. You know, play with these things. First of all, it's very unassuming. Yeah. It's not like it's like punching in the face. Well, it's like this linotype book down here that's yeah. what two inches thick. You're not the first person to own it, right? It's You're been the, a lot. You could be the tenth, twentieth person, and I that's know. what I love about. You ever think about like a book or something where? Um, you know, it's it's been sold or resold ten times. Yeah. Every time it went ten bucks, twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, twenty eight bucks, hundred and twenty eight bucks, mm. two hundred. Like, what is that book generated? Yeah. You know, a couple grand. Yeah. Or a record. I find something. it even sadder when I go into a like a thrift store, a charity shop, and you just find one of those like the light. You walk in and the lights shining on it, like in the Blues Brothers, and your eyes are trained to yeah. find it. And you think, oh wow! And you pull it out and you open it to see the price. And then you see, dear Trevor, Happy Christmas, 1972, Auntie Doris. And you think, yeah. wow, she 
this person went and bought yeah. this very specific book for this person yeah. and they don't need <laughs> it anymore. Or the kid quick. just didn't want it or the kid yeah. died or something scary. You know, or how about this? I got you know, there's you know, my narcissism kicking in, you know. Dave, it's been nice listening to you talk, but can I talk about me for a couple more minutes? You no, know, it's go like on, then. you know <laughs> like <laughs> complete asshole over here. Well, you know, like the first time I went to a charity shop, thrift store, junk store, and saw a draft and design company t shirt. Oh really? It's just like, wait a second, you dicks! I gave you that thing to have the rest of your life. Yeah, maybe. And so Lee was like, "Well, let that humble you, stupid." You know, maybe that guy didn't like your shit. Maybe someone died. Maybe they lost it. It was sitting in a pile and whatever. You know, but it's just neat that it's even back in the world. Yeah, because people send me photos of that now. <laughs> yeah, it's like every T-shirt I should give out, I should put, you know, Dave, Clayton. Size, weight, you know, social security, whatever you guys, yeah. Queen's English, you know, the, so I can like track the the provenance of it, yeah. you know, like, oh, who did I give that to? And then who get, because now I'm really lining up. See, I have, a, I have a little jokey thing. If I buy someone a really good book, I, del- I write in the front of it. You bet your ass. Yeah, because that thing's not going on eBay. Right. You make it, you know, this thing yeah. that, like, if you find this in a, you know, the number to call. So that's pretty much. We could sit here for another hour going through these books, but I think for me, being able to sit here and look at your library up close and touch it has been really cool because I I know at the end of this podcast, I'm going to be taking a load of photographs. And, that, and that's one of the things I recommend. If, you, if you're online, if you're watching a documentary or magazine or anything where you see people's books behind them, just go and have a quick Google and see who the person is. Because I've learned... I've learned about so many designers from the books that I've seen. Like Lubalin was a perfect one. Yeah. The first time I saw it, I had no idea who that was. I, know. I got the book from Unit Editions, and all right, you know, those somewhere uni- someone gave that to me. Yeah, you know, it might have been and they reprinted school. it, and it's become somewhere I got that tip. You know, or it's like it's like labels. You can see, you know, um, the counterprint books. Yeah, you can see those um, Unit Editions. They just have such a. Cl- a clean little divot do you know divot davit thing little, yeah. little mark i own 15 of those things you know, yeah the beautiful you know all the fading you know all the um yale stuff you know it's all the chronicle stuff it's just really interesting that like once you get start stinking around all the um you know all the counterprint stuff you just start looking for more counterprint yeah stuff. it's just no different than a record label it's the and, same the, thing. and the dangerous thing is and i think this is to bring it to bring it back to your book because yeah. we'll give that a massive plug oh is the God. reason why you made your book 40 bucks yeah. is because you know like not to knock unit editions because they turn out some great stuff but those are some you know they're an investment you've got to really want yeah. those books and the danger is is you get caught up in that i've got to have the next one they put out and the next one they put out and until you buy their stamp book and it was a real turd it pisses me off i have mm-hmm. it in here somewhere and i i think i already gave it back and I'll just say, I mean, I don't know if anyone's, if anyone's listening to this, mm. that wasn't cool. Because what it did was you pay, I mean, for me to get it here, and yeah. oh, it's so hard to live in the States, you know. By the way, we're the greatest nation in the world. I don't know. But, you know, it's like, no, we're not. And you have to pay to get shit shipped here. Yeah. Deal with it. Just like when you're over in the UK and you got to get whatever. It's just part of the deal. And I get excited and I have to pay for this book. And the book is fifty dollars or sixty dollars mm. and then it's another thirty bucks to ship it. That's ninety bucks I'm in and then it shows up and it's just this like flat like one stamp per page. Yeah. You know, you got eight, you 
Bullshit. 80 stamps? I could have scanned in my collection and given you 800. Yeah. It just it really pissed <clears> me <throat> off because it was just selfish. Because it was like, you guys, what are you going to do another one? And I'm going to... I'm going to be excited, yeah. and I'm going to spend 60 more bucks and 30 more bucks, and then it's volume two. Man, make it, yeah. and I'll pay for it, and then let's be done with it. Because frankly, when you when you strip away whatever kind of hipster sensibility that, that might have mm. or m- might not have or some sort of exclusive sensibility that thing has, and you pick my flags book up, it's got every flag of the world in there up to 1991 or something. Yeah. It's got every flag. We can have a little more of that. Yeah. And that's what I want to do with my book. I didn't want it to be this gratuitous, bloated, pompous, masturbatory, like, look at me how much I can use white space. That's just garbage. You're wasting time. Yeah. You're wasting resources. You're wasting real estate for your what? Your art? It's a catalog. Fill the son bitch up. And I did. Yeah, you did. Now, whether or not it's good or bad, I'm a little biased, a little biased about it, but. It's not like I have a hard time with these big photo books. You see it like, you know, yeah. where it's like, wow, three pages of white. And then you hit this like photo of a landscape flipping through this thing. And it was just like, who's buying this yeah, shit? This is pretentious. So pretentious. I didn't yeah. even get to that word. You're right. It's, it's like so, pre- it's so, ah, shame on you guys. Make way for the guy who wants to show you every matchbook or every little you know bill's little junk type or every mm. little just get out of the way someone can fill this real estate with stuff that you can go and play with every little logo book we've got that's really what i'm thinking about so yeah. as you go through here i don't have a lot of that stuff that like frankly someone paid a hundred bucks for and then it was cool for six months mm. what do you do with it after that six months there's like a responsibility thing there it's like this isn't this is even responsible like we're making shit that so you can play with it later on and like learn from it, like go through. It. You know, who am I to say? Someone right now in your listenership is kind of going, "Oh, he doesn't. He's missing the point." It's like, well, it's just so wasteful. But that's that's my stupid little opinion, you know. And I I, I get weird about it, but it's like, yeah, I'm. I'm you could have given me that book half the size, filled it up. I'd paid half the price for it, and that would have been the book too. I'd always be on I mean, there. And like now so I've got weird. this. When they gave me the book, it was going to be 240 pages, and that was even like a little higher than I think the last, the signature before that might have been 224. Yeah. 224, 240, and then we went to 256, to 16. So, you know, for him to say to me, like, wow, you are really filling these pages. I'm going to give you 16 more pages, my buddy John Gall. We just put a book out, by the way. It's just, mm. I'm going to order one today. Uh, John Gall, I'm going to give you 16 more pages. Let this be filled with air. So what you'll notice, the sections before the sections, the big, some of the bigger sections in the book that started a section, mm. and it's a big old washed out image with a big piece of type on it. That's some air. They allowed me to force into it mm. and just let it breathe. And of course, I filled it full with you know some big shot of you know I don't know my basement or my home or whatever it was going out west, some yeah. rainy shot because it was just like man, even that was a privilege to have that. Because the way I looked at this thing was just like, these are all case studies, and they're just all little chapters. Yeah. And I want to tell every single chapter as colorful, as 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 authentic as I remember it, as I lived it, good or bad. You know, see, like that's another thing is like, I don't, I'm not really concerned whether or not people think my work is good or bad. Hmm. You know, it's mine, and I did it. 
Yeah. And it, some of it worked really well. Some of it was a, t- a turd. But damn. It's still mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, you make it. Thing. The relationships with the customer. I just don't give a shit. Like it was, you know, let's uh, just say it's all bad. It's still mine. Yeah. So pull it off. You know, so. Bad and paid for. I'm just so proud of that. Like in the book, it's like, I mean, I'm just so proud that the book wasn't 200 bucks or 180 bucks or 110 bucks or yeah. something. You know, or I mean, bucks. I recommend it to anyone who's talking about books. You I always say to them, get right. it because it's a story. It's your story and like your little journey. of. The fun part about the book, you know, for me is like, as someone who's just so, feels so proud of the whole thing is like, that really is like the book really isn't from when I was a little boy up until I was 40. Yeah. It was like I was uh, from a professional takeoff point. So really, it was from 30 to 41 is really what it was. And the other things that happened before that, I wasn't cognizant that I was ever going to be able to do something with design. I was just trying to live. After 30 or 31 or 32, that's when I started to be able to take control of it and say I don't have to be packed into some, you know, cool agency or anything so it's really 10 years so i really hold that close to me and i say man what would the next 10 years be like yeah what stories anecdotes funny things friendships relationships will i be able to talk about or exploit or have fun with 10 years from now because you know they want to do it again yeah right now. and i i, I just kind of like eh, you know you yeah know, and just just leave it at that so if you guys you know listening go buy it it's yeah. not a lot of money. You can get it on Amazon for even cheaper, and I, I still make my little cut, and thank you, and I'm just proud it exists. It yeah. just really wasn't supposed to happen. To have it up there, you know, and we're looking at it in a little section right now, and up on top of it is the, the Spanish. Spanish yeah. dish. Holy <laughs> shit. You know, practicamente, predicadete, todo, I can't even say it. It's so cool, which means practically everything. You know? Yeah. It's so awesome, and I just can't believe that that ever happened. You and know? it's in its, what, eight? Eighth print. It's coming up on the eighth, but yeah, I think it's in the seventh. You know, yeah. raging along in the seventh. And each one gets smaller, but it's the seventh. Yeah. So let's just say that. How long should these go? Because if I look up there and I go, okay, you know, the Victoria book, which is a <laughs> that guy is so you know incendiary and smart and shit, and it's like, do they just keep pumping that thing out? I don't know if they do or not. I that's the fear with mine is like, but I know I've met a hundred kids in the last year who still said they want it. Keep it going. Keep it yeah. going. How long should these go? So I don't. I don't really even know. But. Yeah, I think there's definitely room for pretty much everything to have a revision in. Oh, we got a bunch of ideas. Yeah, of course. there's a ton of stuff we've done. But um, no, thank you very much yeah. for this. It's been a real pleasure spending time with you and getting to sit and talk about books to another book nerd. It's awesome, man. Well, than anything else. So um, no, here's to paper cuts. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, you guys. All right, see you. All right, thanks very much, Aaron. Bye. Are you tired of feeling like a technician just pushing pixels for your clients? Well, come to the Creatives Ignite conference and join myself in a stellar month-long daily lineup of 25 thought leaders and industry trailblazers who will masterfully guide you to reach your ideal customers, how to retain them and reframe any mindset barriers you may have with ease. Go from a directionless, alone and overwhelmed owner to a confident, focused and supported business person with topics such as brand authenticity, creating content from powerful listening, SEO insights, building friendships, 
winning hearts through emails, how to ask for more every time, working hard, giving back and not giving up and much more. With speakers such as Chris Doe, Gay Hendricks, Dustin Lee, Melinda Livesey, Jamal Collins, Tom Ross, Michael Janda, myself, Diane Gibbs, Scotty Russell and more. You'll find multiple sessions that will help you out in your business. Take this time to improve yourself with tickets from only $97 for the whole month. For more details, visit the show notes.